Welcome to the A-Level Biologist Podcast, bringing you the most exciting area in the world right now. Enjoy. Welcome to the A-Level Biologist, Season 4. This week is a special episode where I have a special announcement as well as going through one of the really nice more recent newsletters with some of the best, I mean, they're all amazing, but some of the best pictures this season, in fact. And um, if you head over to LinkedIn, uh, the name of the newsletter, Curious Natural Philosopher, um, published by the umbrella organization, Mizrafi Center for Biology Excellence, or for short, McBee, which is similar to McDonald's. <laughs> if you know me, you know I'm a little partial to McDonald's, um, partly because it was the fanciest thing in the neighborhood, in my home neighborhood of Manashtur, where there were, you know, there weren't many restaurants or anything. So, Mc... and it was a nice McDonald's, you know, because McDonald's have different kinds of McDonald's. There's like the posh McDonald's, the nice McDonald's, the small McDonald's, the big McDonald's. So this was a really nice, frankly, targeting children kind of McDonald's with slide and toys and like really fun. Th- it, it was an experience. Um, I think possibly it was one of those things that used to be really good that then just got a little bit worse over time. But at that point in that neighbourhood, uh, McDonald's was an institution. So I'm quite quite glad that um, the McBee is a little bit kind of... It kind of looks like McDonald's. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, this ties in with, with an announcement, which uh, it's not, you know, I'm not launching anything yet... Um, but if you're listening to this, you've got a preview. The name of this on um, LinkedIn is Shepherd the Dark, Inspire the Light. And I keep the names of the podcast episodes identical to the names of the editions, so that if you're looking for a particular one, you can more easily find it. So they've got the exact same title. Shepherd the Dark, Inspire the Light. Dear reader, here is my newest crush the tea rose. Bless the gardener who planted this beast near their fence. It was positively spilling over into the street. And a few pictures of this gorgeous pink tea rose with uh, bright green leaves and a tempting honey-sweet yellow centre. Now, the very first picture here and I did not plan for this, but the very first picture is actually the same picture that I have commissioned as a framed print for me to test out a new print-on-demand service that I will make available soon. So I'm actually going to start um, more widely distributing these pictures and this photography into physical objects, postcards, greeting cards, frame prints, and so on. Um, And this very first picture of this beautiful pink tea rose facing the blue sky, this was in... I think it was in May. No, it wasn't in May. It was, um, well, it was on a really good day. (laughs) Um, Is the first one. I received it. Uh, It's relatively small. It's not a huge print. It's a sort of medium print something that you'd put on your desk and it's got a rather thick white frame and it turned out way better than I expected. Um, the quality is really high. 
I liked it. You know, when you launch something and you think, oh, you know, hopefully someone is going to like this. Never mind me. Um, but I actually, I'm just like, yeah, I'm keeping this. This is mine now. This is, I'm not giving this to anyone. <laughs> um, but you will be able to um, order this as part of a larger collection soon. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm still working on that. I want it to, I want it to be good. I want it to turn out well. You can see the petals. You can see the this beautiful tiny sort of yellow speck right in the center. And I zoomed in on this so you can actually see it. Absolutely stunning. I'm pretty certain I chanced upon this tea rose at its peak, at the peak of color and unfurling of petals. So many petals seductively pointing to the generous sweet nectar. Just in case insects need signposting, perfume, fashion, colour, texture, pleasure, excitement, always in season. Don't miss out. In a cooler nook, it's egg sac season two. These are not to be advertised. Shh. Let the baby spiders brew in peace. These are some egg sacs covered in silk. They're actually uh, on a bin. <laughs> They're in the corner of a bin. Recycling bin. Um, you can see the spider on top of them. And then some dandelion seeds trapped in the web next to them. And they're white. It's the same as the paint on the bin. So even though it's not as immediately obvious as flowers, there's a beauty to it still that I, that I can see. The A-Level Biologist podcast is sponsored by the alevelbiologist.co.uk, a high school biology resource with over 1 million visits that covers over half a thousand trackable and searchable topics. Visit the alevelbiologist.co.uk today. This is a very special episode. It actually comes out after a very special episode, which is the first guest episode of season four with Dr. Marios Kiriazis. We had a fantastic conversation, I think almost an hour long, about some really interesting new concepts that I'm sure you won't have heard of. Uh, it's some really, really interesting stuff. Um, I enjoyed it very much, and it was a real privilege to get to talk to Marios himself about these things. So highly encourage you to um, to listen to that if you haven't already. And please do leave a review um, if you have. I hope you enjoyed it as much as um, we have. There's another real, uh, really exciting announcement for, uh, you know, this month, which is September... Is actually when we launched four years ago. Can you believe it? And it's fantastic that we're actually in season four at the fourth year. So without necessarily overthinking it, I have actually managed to keep on some sort of schedule. I know there have been ups and downs, uh, as they as they always are. Um, but I think it's really impressive that four years on. Um, here I am still recording. It was one of those things, clearly in hindsight, that I enjoyed and that was a good idea because 
often I start a lot of projects. I don't know if you're like me. I start a lot of things. Everything is a great idea. I focus on it. I'm really excited about it. And then it falls by the wayside. And four years is a long time. So I can I can confidently say this was not one of those projects. This was a real project that really tapped into something um real is the only way I can describe it. It's not something you think you want, you think you like, you think other people want. It's just real. Like, I really like recording. I enjoy editing as well. I like the finished product. One of the key elements of season one um, was the guests. One of the driving forces of the podcast for me was, I've met all these people. They are amazing this work is amazing, these ideas are amazing. I'm not necessarily working at university or necessarily being an academic anymore, but I can't let these things go. I can't let these stories go and so on. So I invited them on and season one, you know, often the first season or the first episodes are rubbish (laughs) um, until you find your feet. Without casting too much judgment, I think this is the opposite with the Yellow Budget podcast, where the first season really was such a momentous season with so many amazing guests, um, so many amazing conversations, so much amazing content. Um, we had fantastic guests then in season two, season three, season four now with Dr. Myers Kiriazis. So, uh, really, a, a treasure trove of evergreen content that. Um, I will continue to disseminate. I will try to uh, build a system or a process by which those snippets and that content is shared more and disseminated further because the episodes that you see on the podcast are just one version of of digesting that content and it has so much potential. I am definitely committed to uh, making sure that that finds as much of an audience as possible and is done justice. So very, very happy to be celebrating the fourth year. I'm very excited about season four. I like how it's tied in with the newsletter on LinkedIn. And there is a second announcement which actually ties in with the newsletter on LinkedIn. If you've been listening, you know that there's a lot of uh, increasingly exciting photography on um, the LinkedIn newsletter, Curious Natural Philosopher. And I do invite you, I talk you through, but I do invite you to go over there and actually see the pictures. This is where the different media come together. Podcasts are amazing for isolating that audio, getting that intimacy. But then pictures are also pictures and um, you want to see them as well, if possible. I'm actually, literally today, um, I'm submitting a selection of the best photography from the newsletter to the BBC um, Wildlife um yearly photography competition, natural photography competition that is taking place uh, next month. And there are five categories, portraits, behavior, plants and fungi, um, environment and camera phone. And I can submit up to 10 pictures per category. So a grand total of up to 50. I don't have that many. I thought I did. But I've been going through them and of course they have to be high quality. They have to represent the category um, as as well as possible. And I am still thinking about the curation, but I do have multiple entries in each of the categories. Um, 
all of them are actually on the camera. I've taken them on my phone. So all of them qualify for the camera phone category by default. I'm very excited about that. The grand prize is a trip to Belize. Um, and then there are category prizes um, of nature photography kit, um, jacket, battery, charger, that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, if I win, but I'm just excited. I'm excited that it exists, and I found out about it through the Wildlife Magazine that I'm subscribed to. So, another example of how the newsletter and the podcast and the content are coming together in a really holistic, rewarding way for me personally, because I've always had these multiple arms, multiple branches, and projects that weren't connected, or it wasn't obvious how they could be connected. That always frustrated me. So to see at least some of them come together finally in such a natural and rewarding and enjoyable and logical way is the best gift that I could receive um, now that I'm celebrating the fourth year of the podcast. So whether I win anything or not in that competition, um, taking part really is it. And another point for me to encourage you to go to the Curious Natural Philosopher on LinkedIn. You don't need you don't need a LinkedIn profile. I think you can just look it up and it's publicly available if you want to see some of the many pictures that I talk through in the episodes here in season four of the podcast. And with that, I think I've wrapped up, up the special announcements for this episode and I'm ready to go into um, another edition. <laughs> And here I catch up on an edition that I actually didn't finish. So this was recorded in two. I think that day I was recording, um, I had scheduled the interview with Dr. Marius Kiriazes. So I was saving my voice for that. And I kind of paused this recording halfway through that I'm now going to pick back up. And I can see that I left off at um, Besties, Blackberries and Bumblebees. This edition has a lot of photography, really nice ones. And other kinds of sack for pollen. You can see a bumblebee um, with its, I hope I get this right, proboscis, um, approaching, basically hovering above a blackberry flower with these um, on-leg pollen sacks that are absolutely humongous. That bee is rich, gazillionaire bee. The colour and shape of those sacks reminds me of fresh mango sorbet. Okay, I don't know if you hear animals, talk to trees or whatnot, but I swear this butterfly requested to be photographed. Do you want a picture? Please. You know, sometimes you get quite close to insects and you you expect them to fly off because that's what they normally do and sometimes they don't they really just don't i'm not this gorgeous for no reason wow this is a good one while others revel in their personal haute couture some insects are knockoffs take this hoverfly i am a gucci wasp 
<laughs> it's really funny because from a distance, the hoverflies look like bees, right? That's how, how that's the whole idea is that you see them with a little bit of black and a little bit of gold and that buzzing movement and you think, oops, that looks like a bee or a wasp or something scary, something bigger. And if you if if you if you know about them, you know they're not, but you know they're just flies. You see them close up and the body is sort of flattened and thin and you can clearly see those fly eyes and the wings and it's just nothing like like a bee or a wasp. Um, but from a distance, and if you're not aware of it, it gives that impression, doesn't it? We fixate on a subject in pictures, but the powerful bath of imagery lies in the light itself, and the serendipitous luck and divine connection that brings things my way as I never venture to find them. I think this is an important point. So when I read about some of the nature photography, it's always very intentional. I'm looking for this rare species that is found in this habitat. I'm going to set up my equipment and and hope I get lucky and so on. This has come to me much more than anything else. I've, I've never ventured to find anything. Not explicitly, at least. And this is followed by a series of pictures of this beautiful snail, yes. The snail has been entered in the photography competition, fingers crossed. It's a beautiful snail that just does its like everyday errands across this path um, by people's houses, so not entirely safe. But it's not bothered, and I've seen it, I've literally seen it multiple times. So it's a resident local snail with a beautiful multicolored shell that looks a little bit like, uh, you know, that chocolate range with like seahorses. That's what the shell looks like. <laughs> and um, it's kind of a brick. Uh, it's paved with bricks. And then in between, they've got these squiggly lines. And on these squiggly lines, you get these mosses growing. So it works really well with a snail because you can see this little microcosm of, I suppose, on one hand, these rocks slash bricks. And then the mosses in between. And it's beautiful beautiful and then we've got some photos from Milton Country Park and a closing statement apparently dark energy could ever so slightly influence the movement of light in the universe I wanted to wish you an inspired journey of light but perhaps you also need to carry a few tricks on how to shepherd the dark. I wanted this to be poetic, but it's actually based on a piece of quite hard science news that I'd read at the time about dark energy. So this is in the universe, in physics. Uh, a lot of research is obviously still grappling with defining it and really just adding some substance to what is other, otherwise a nebulous concept. But this research essentially concluded that 
dark energy has a very very small but perceptible perceptible influence on light and this is a whole rabbit hole of most things are dark and we you know we can only indirectly find out what they are but most of them are dark rather than light and that is a little bit poetic as well in terms of certainly photography and just our lives where we see things and yet there are other things that we don't see and those things are just as real if not more present than the ones we are um, openly aware of as we look at these things and as we wonder and ponder so if you want to check out all the pictures especially the ones of the T-Rose um, which is one of the very very best on LinkedIn uh, Curious Natural Philosopher newsletter this edition is called Shepherd the Dark Inspire the Light Shepherd the Dark Inspire the Light that intrinsic relationship between the two Okay, I'll leave you with this for this week. Um, we've had lots of special announcements and lots of digest. And then see you in the next one. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Didn't see that coming, did you? I'm here to thank you for the phenomenal growth in the past season and ask you to take a part in next season's success. Share this episode and add your review now. Thank you so much and see you in the next one.